Alrighty. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Week 2 of the NFL season is getting ready to kick off tonight. Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns and a lot to talk about with that game. Other stuff going on around the league. Excited for Week 2 for sure. Um, it was interesting. I just actually saw a story that uh, in the test conducted between the period of the 6th to the 12th of September. Uh, there were two positive cases in, uh, throughout all the league and five staffers tested positive. So the NFL continues to be on top of it. Um, you know, each and every week this testing will go on. And, you know, I think that's one of the things we'll be looking at very closely to make sure that we have a season that kind of progresses as uh, as scheduled. Wiz, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Thanks for finally uh, bringing me into the show. I know you had a lot of things on your mind. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it's, yeah, people should not forget that this is still a big element of the season and, of course, everyone's life as well. And, uh, you know, I know week one, everyone was fired up, and that's all well and good. But, man, this thing is on a week-to-week basis, and uh, – hope for the best but you know you have to feel like you know at some point like baseball um you know there's going to be some cases just hope it isn't uh, rampant uh and uh, and the nfl is able to get through these weeks uh, you know in in some fashion that's uh that's uh, that's reasonable for everybody I think one of the things you mentioned uh, all, all along like coming into the season was the ability of football to kind of see the how other leagues were dealing with it, whether they were in a bubble or not. And, and baseball wasn't, and certainly baseball had their issues, but by the looks of it, a lot is under control there. In fact, so much so that well, they've gotten the schedule almost back together where teams like the Cardinals who and the Marlins that were so far behind are, are almost on pace with the rest of the league. It's quite remarkable what, what Major League Baseball has been able to actually do here. Yeah, I mean, to that point, it, it, seemed, it seemed that there was a, a time that baseball was one more bad day away from having the season canceled. That's all. That's what it really seemed to. Maybe one, one or two more bad days, where one mother, you know, one more team maybe would have to, you know, not play for a couple of weeks, and it was, uh, it, it, it was looking, you know, like. It was on the wrong side of fifty-fifty that uh, the baseball season was gonna, you know, be completed. But yeah, you know, look now, and every team has just played around fifty games. Is uh, less than basically two weeks of um, of the regular season, and then eight teams from the American League and National League will will make the playoffs. A little different playoff format, but uh, yeah, and hopefully the NFL has learned from a bunch of these sports that are taking place, mistakes made, and try and erase those mistakes, and see what some of the sports have done well, and try and uh, emphasize that and expand on that. So we'll see how it goes one week in the books, and uh, we'll continue on to week two. But one thing I just want to say is that, you know, if you take a look at, you know, these updates, it looks like half the league is limited or questionable <laughs> for this upcoming week in the NFL. Uh, this is one issue that I have with the NFL that doesn't seem to be much transparency when it comes to these injuries. Um, you know, you feel like some of these guys, like Mike Evans last week, went from questionable to doubtful to out to probable all in like three days. Kenny Galladay, I don't know, that one seemed like 
just boom, all of a sudden he was out. And uh, you're just not quite sure with some of these injuries where you see like a player like Philip Lindsay, who they, you know, one, one source is saying going to be out for sure a few weeks. And then another source says, oh, he may play this week. So you have to keep your eye on that. And, uh, you know, that's uh, just so many of these players and a lot of key players seem to be you're not quite sure if they're going to go this week. Uh, by the way, we we also said on this show last week, heading into week one, that that we would not go near Mike Evans playing him, and hopefully people listen to that because you know it was he was he was not part of the game plan essentially, and and when he was, he either was running the wrong route or or you know making some mistakes along the lines. It just you know to me it just wasn't a situation. I don't like going near situations that look very questionable coming into the week. So that's just me. I take a more cautious approach when it comes to injuries. Uh, but there are a number of them that, that, that definitely need monitoring. But, but we'll talk about some of the stuff that's going around in the league uh, shortly. Let, let's get into tonight's game, um, which is an interesting game. It's a division battle. Uh, you know, I know their aspirations were elevated again. Well, not, not to the same extreme that they were last year, but there was definitely more optimism coming into this year with a more credible coach in, in Cleveland and uh, Kevin Stefanski from, from your Minnesota Vikings. And certainly the excitement for the Cincinnati Bengals with the number one pick, Joe Burrow. They get the return of Jonah Williams from last year, A.J. Green's back. So, look, this is a big game, right? Both teams are 0-1. Uh, so the loser here is going to be behind the eight ball. So a very big game to start the season here on a Thursday night. So let's uh, look at what you are thinking about for tonight's game. Um, and uh, and I'll kind of piggyback off what you uh, have to say on it. I mean, it's, because it involves the Cleveland Browns, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dubious of, of picking them. Uh, where I think they have a distinct advantage of the game in the game is their defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line. So I do think they'll get to Joe Burrow. I think they'll sack him. Um, I'm not quite sure about his ball security. You may see. Wiz, uh, why don't you tell people what you are doing in one league? Because we did it last night. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah picked up the. Uh, picked up the Browns' defense and started them. But like you said, maybe the Bengals <laughs> is the right play to pick up their defense. So I, I like Cleveland's defense this week in terms of I think they, you know, they, they may get some sacks. Um, and, they, you know, they may cause some fumbles as well. But on the other side of the ball, I do not trust Baker Mayfield at all. Um, and I'll tell you something else about this. I, I think if the if the if the Cleveland Browns do not win this week at home against Cincinnati, and they do not win next week at home against the Washington Football Team, I'm not sure Baker Mayfield is going to make it through half the season as a starter for the Browns. So I think these they got a couple of tough games after that at Dallas, then against the Colts. They're going to be underdog to win either both of those games. They must win these next two games. And if Baker Mayfield has a clunker, um, he 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 may not make it through half the season as quarterback for the Browns. That's that's my prediction. I really don't love anybody in this game from a betting perspective. I know the line is the, the Browns are about a six point favorite, and the total is in the low forties. Uh, as far as the betting perspective in this game, from a team standpoint, 
I don't really have a strong conviction. Like, I know we both loved Kansas City last week. So I'll leave it to you. Do you have any clear thoughts on who you like tonight versus the spread? So uh, I like the home team. I like the Browns. And I've, I've seen a lot of discussion um, this week coming by a few people out on either on social media or even some of the pundits because there was a lot of warning signs on by, by so-called experts about Nick Chubb. Uh, especially his usage when um, used in tandem with with uh, Kareem Hunt in the second half of the year. Um, and it actually doesn't really hold a hell of a lot of water. You know, Kareem Hunt is going to get his. We talked about that. He's got standalone value. But even after this week where, you know, look, the Browns got run out of the building without question. Uh, Nick Chubb did have 10 carries for 60 yards, and most of that was done early. But these guys got behind so quickly in that ball game that there's really no reason when you have a game on Thursday night to, to, to run Nick Chubb into the ground. Uh, tonight, I think, is going to be a different story. I, I think we're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati is going to be without, you know, probably their best defensive player, even though he's aging, and that's Geno Atkins. Um, I don't think this is a very good defense. They, last week, the Cincinnati Bengals did go against a very vanilla Los Angeles Charger defense. I, I think I think the Browns are going to come out to play. I think we're going to see a Nick Chubb show tonight. Um, and uh, on the basis of that, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the Browns to win this game 27-17. So you liked in the cover of the six. So I'm going to introduce a new thing in the podcast uh, because I just thought about how I didn't like anybody in the spread. And I'm going to introduce, and uh, you know, maybe you'll join me uh, for the weekend games or next Thursday in this. But there are two prop bets that I love for this game. Well, I shouldn't say I don't love them both. I like one, and the other one to me, I don't know how it's not a sure thing. I really don't, but I'll get to that in a second. One I like is the proposition that on receiving yards, I like John Ross over 30 and a half receiving yards. He actually was played more offensive snaps than Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green last week. Um, And then if you look at, you know, last week – who Cleveland played, you know, they played the Ravens. The the one player that John Ross is kind of similar to on the Ravens receiving core is Marquise Brown in terms of his speed and the kind of routes he runs. And Marquise Brown, I think, was 5 for 100 at halftime. And then the Ravens, I don't think, threw them much in in the second half. So I I think with the the amount of time he played, the routes he runs, the speed he has, and the similarity, I like John Ross over 30-and-a-half receiving yards and my this one is i'm telling you like i know i don't have tomorrow's newspaper so nothing is a sure thing but i don't know how nick chubb over 69 and a half yards is not a cinch there in my mind there's only two ways that nick chubb does not get 70 yards rushing one is the player gets hurt and nobody wants to see that and especially me, considering I have in my fantasy leagues. But secondly, the other way is game flow, where the Bengals have such a big lead against the Browns, similar to what happened to the Browns last week, that they're abandoning the run and throwing the ball. I don't see that happening. I mean, the injury, anything, anything could happen. But, but Joshua Kelly, who I guess – is 
I guess, you know, he's certainly nowhere near the runner as Nick Chubb now, but even though I like Joshua Kelly, he's the similar one in style to Nick Chubb. He had 12 for 60 against the Bengals last week. You know Stefanski, after getting blown out, they are going to pound that ball with Nick Chubb. How on earth, no, tell me, I don't think you looked at the props to this one, because, I don't know, maybe you have, but how on earth is Nick Chubb not getting 70 yards rushing in this game? Yeah, I, I alluded to what, how people were treating him this week coming into the game and, and post last week, and you know, I, I see a 125-yard game for him. I didn't look at the prop bets, uh, so I'll probably take a look, uh, you know, now that you've mentioned it, but, you know, to me, He's, he's a must-start this, this week, and he's going to be the lead dog, and he's going to make a lot of noise. And like I said, the fact that they have a Thursday game coming up and they were getting blown out of the building had a lot to do with his usage last week. So you're going to watch uh, Nick Chubb do a lot of things tonight for sure. I, I also, right. on, on that note, um, the, the Cleveland Browns secondary is a little chopped up. I was very encouraged what I saw out of A.J. Green last week. Um, I own him in a couple of leagues, and, uh, you know, uh, Burrow was targeting him. He should have had a bigger game. He should have had a touchdown. Lousy call at the end of that game. So I had full confidence for people who, who, who maybe weren't there uh, before the season started. I thought A.J. Green looked very good, and he was a chief beneficiary in this passing game. Uh, I know you have some questions around Joe Mixon, uh, which makes which makes total sense, to, you know, depending on the usage here. But, you know, look, I, I expect this to be a little bit of a, gr- a grinded-out game early. Uh, for sure, but I, I'm looking for Cleveland to pull away once this game uh, gets uh, rolling along. I think I'm feeling a little better about mixing for this game. Um, I, you know, I think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, his total yardage was rushing and receiving probably over 100 yards this week. I'm not sure if you know he'll score a touchdown. That's o- that's always very random. Back to AJ Green, um, he had one touchdown called back on a questionable, you know, offensive pass interference. But there was another one where he was streaking down the field. That would have been a 30 or 40 yarder that Joe Burrow just overthrew him wide open. So his his line score could have been a lot better. Uh, so yeah, they, you know, we. Could, you could have that in the game where A.J. Green plays well. Anytime you get a situation where you have a rookie quarterback versus an inconsistent quarterback, it's tough to really get a good gauge or a feel about the game for sure. You seem a little bit more confident in the Cleveland pick. I I can see it. I'm just like, you know, not going to keep getting fooled by Cleveland and, and, and Baker Mayfield another time. So will I be shocked if they win this game by 17 points? Nope. Will I be shocked if the Bengals win this game outright? Nope. Uh, it's just one of those things where um, the, the, the team and the, and the quarterback um, makes it difficult to trust any outcome because they are capable of playing well and, and they are capable of understanding that they need to ball need to hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and they could win that game comfortably. I'm just not sure they're going to do it. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see that. Uh, would you agree with me that another clunker or two by Baker in his job is going to be in jeopardy there? I dropped Baker Mayfield in two leagues uh, this week where I had him backing up. Um both Kyler Murray in one league and in another league, I had him backing up uh, Patrick Mahomes. I've dropped him in both leagues. So uh, I, I have no confidence in, in what I've seen from Baker. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he was given a commercial deal way too quickly, uh, anointed way too quickly. I think he's got to get back to basics. And tonight is the start of that. And he, 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 he better get he get better get back to work or he is going to be out of a job. And let's face it, there is a 
seasoned veteran behind him in, in Case Keenum, um, who Stefanski knows, obviously, from his Viking days. So I don't think he will hesitate at all to move to Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think any 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 scenario is possible where you know Baker gets benched, Baker plays great, uh, since he wins, Cleveland wins by three touchdowns. Any because it's just inconsistency on one side and a rookie quarterback on the other. Tough game. I'm interested to see, and I'm sure hoping they get back to Nick Chubb. But as far as that prop bet goes, again. If Nick Chubb plays and he doesn't get hurt, the really the only way that that could lose if Cincinnati goes out by and you know gets to lead by two or three touchdowns. And I I could see them winning the game. I don't see them getting such a control where they're going to ban the Nick Chubb. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I think Nick Chubb gets 70 yards at halftime. How about that? Yeah. Forget about the whole game. I think he gets that at halftime. So. Uh, for those that are listening and have access to propositions, I say over Nick Chubb, 69 and a half, and a, a, a smaller unit on Ross, over 30, uh, over 30 and a half receiving yards. And uh, are you giving out the Browns as a recommended play, or just it's a Thursday game and you're leaning to one side? Yeah, it's a Thursday game, leaning to one side, but it's not like an overwhelming. Uh, it's not like an overwhelming. If this was a Sunday game where there were other 14 other games, you probably wouldn't be picking this game, right? That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. So you gotta. Yeah, we're just trying to make heads or tails of these games, just because it's the one game that everyone will be watching, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Anything else uh, before we wrap it up? Is there anything else on your mind? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, what's look, the next one we're gonna do. We're gonna do one over the next day or two, and that's gonna be talking about uh, players that we love this week in fantasy football and uh, and pick out games as well. That's correct. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to do that either tomorrow or, or, or on Saturday, so that'll be out there for everyone. i just like to you know make sure that people understand here. So you know, the NFL has in- instituted a new rule here as far as the injured reserve, and it's a good one where if, when you go into IR, you're, you stay there for three weeks and, and then you're eligible to come off. So I think it's going to be used a lot more. There's a lot of situations that I'm looking at coming into this week. You know, Benny Snell, to me, should not be on the waiver wire in any league right now. Uh, there are certain situations that I'm watching. I'm a Devontae Parker owner. Uh, you know, I don't have full confidence given, given the hamstring that I'm actually going to put him out there this week. So that's one thing. I, I would express some significant concerns around what's going on with the passing game in San Francisco because I don't, I don't think George Kittle's going to play this week. Uh, I'm watching closely what's happening with Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, uh, you know, even uh, trying to make sense of what's happening with the Jets. It's not even worth it. Don't waste your time. Wiz and I didn't even bother to recap it that much. Le'Veon Bell's obviously gone. I don't know what they end up doing ru- at running back. They've signed uh, Kalen Garbage again. Uh, well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll, as we'll see a little bit closer, the updates of the injuries, you know, we'll really get into this more on Friday and Saturday when we have like a little better grasp of who's playing and who's not playing, right? Yeah, and there's a, and, and there's a lot of different storylines that I'm watching. So, and, and like I said, you know, I, I used this week to talk about Nick Chubb because I could not believe how much negativity I was seeing about Nick Chubb this week in terms of, I told you, like, he was going to be uh, inferior this year because of Kareem Hunt, ba 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 He did average eight yards a carry. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's like... It, it, how many times he gets the ball is not his doing. It's, you know, the head coach and the offensive coordinator and, in some instances, the quarterback. But, you know, when you carry the ball, I don't know what that line score was exactly. It may have been, like, something 8 to 60 or yeah. something like that. That's or, right. You know, maybe nine yards a carry. I mean, that, that's not a 
Nick Chubb. So I think we're going to get to see what Nick Chubb is capable of uh, more tonight when he gets closer to 20 carries. So no, and I, point, I, I did point out to someone on Twitter, I said, you do understand that we're getting routed, why, and they have a game on Thursday night. Why would you put them out there you know, in the second half of the game where the game is, is, is over? The buses were started uh, late in the second quarter to get the Cleveland yeah, Browns out of it. I'd be more apt to be down on a player if Cleveland had a big lead and they split the carries, or Cleveland had a big lead and they handed the ball to Nick Chubb and he did nothing, or he just didn't play a good game. None of those things happened in week one. Yeah, oh, there's, there's wow. a lot of people talking about football that don't understand football. It's just very frustrating at times. They're nice guys. They just don't understand football. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, so, uh, what are we going to looking at here uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow or Saturday? Possibly? Yeah, I think I think, I think we're going to try to swing something tomorrow morning. I think that might uh, work best. I got a little uh, golfing going on this weekend, uh, so. Don't yell at me oh, about very, that. Very, very nice. <laughs> uh, hopefully your golf playing is a little better than your golf picking in uh, pools you... Uh, yeah, I've been struggling. Long, 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 long losing streak. And by the way, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I guess to pat ourselves on the back, from a, pan, a standpoint of picking versus a spread, last week your best bet was Seattle over the Falcons yep. and won that game comfortably. And mine was the Arizona Cardinals getting 6.5 from the 49ers, who won the game outright as a 6.5 point underdog. Yeah, so I look forward to uh, some more prognostications uh, for the coming week. Absolutely. All right, Wiz. Great job. See you later. You got it.